0: I am Sara Colada, an architect and organizer of the Disrupt Symposium, the first of its kind Business of Architecture event, bringing to stage major architecture practices to cover topics related to entrepreneurship and practice operations within the AEC industry. I am an architecture business development consultant And my goal is to raise the financial well being of architects through effortless business growth. Each podcast episode features an expert or thought leader from the AEC industry who shares their journey, challenges, and advice. Now, let's dive into this episode and welcome our guests for an exclusive interview.
1: So, hello everybody, welcome to conversation number two of ARC Talk Tank with Sarah Colata. Today I have with me Maria. Maria is an incredible person that I met through LinkedIn. In fact, Maria Mustafa. Am I pronouncing your yeah. name right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a Greek name, actually?
2: or uh, it's Muslim. No, it's a Muslim name. Muslim.
1: Well, first name Interesting, because it sounds kind of Greek.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. The first name is kind of Greek, Spanish, Italian, yeah, Irish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, very excited to have you, Maria, on the talk today. I will let you introduce yourself. I think that you do it
2: best, so... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So, I'm uh, Maria. And I'm a business strategist and troubleshooter, and I tend to work with architects and other building designers. And normally, <laughs> in, um, when, when we when we when we got normal life, it is I basically I help them grow their business and work more efficiently by helping them create better processes and systems for their business. And but in this. With this period of time, I suppose I help businesses troubleshoot some of the issues that they're going through and how they can diversify what they do, their services, so that it's not so much worry and confusion and they're not at such a loss of what to do next.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, it's really a pleasure to host this conversation with you. Uh, So we decided that the subject of the conversation is going to be adaptability to change, Mm -hmm. specifically for architects and people in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have been working uh, online with quite a few practices. Mm -hmm. In fact, now even more so helping them to pivot around the change. So I'm just curious about your experiences and what have you felt... Has drastically changed now with the corona especially with the sector of architecture and construction and what are the main issues that you feel people are facing
2: i mean i have to admit before before the corona what i always uh, for me whenever i spoke to architectural firms and other people in construction they were always reluctant to move their business online anyway and i always said to them whenever i worked in their business that you should always set up your business to work remotely even if you never do just because you know circumstances may change I didn't think it would be this dramatic what I meant was you know your your member of staff might break their leg and they're still able to work but they might not be able to travel into work and so those are the types of things I was thinking of. So I think it has been a bit of a culture shock that they they are now having to move to remote working and they're trying to have to figure out the tech around that. So they're trying different ways. Um, they they might not know how to manage their team. So now they've got all their team uh, all working in different areas and and how do they manage that remote that the remote team and also try and reduce the kind of the isolation and some of the loneliness and and then also on top of it they're now got with some people they've got their families at home so they've got the distraction they've got to do look after their kids and maybe perhaps they're now a home tutor as well as an architect and they're doing client work and for some they don't have client work so if they had site if they had work on site they well for some i know hair in the uk there is the debate of whether or not construction workers should be should also be staying at home. But at the moment, they are on site and we have work on site has reduced and they're having reduction in client work and perhaps cancellations, maybe not just postponement, but cancellations. So it's those types of issues that they, they are now dealing with, which, again, for everybody is kind of unprecedented in, in what you do next and how you make money how you make revenue and and then also how long this is going to go on for because it's in some ways it's worse than a recession because it it is so like I said everybody is at home everything has come to a standstill it's everything it's not just one or two things industries it's affecting all industries so if you specialize in hotel work for example how do you now change what you do so so that's some those are some of the issues that people are dealing with again and I think this is with everyone it's do you still sell how do you still sell to people or how do you market your services Um, so that when it is over you you are still top of mind and how you do that with sympathy
1: yeah very accurate really run through the situation I think right now I speak to a lot of experts as well as architects and uh, I see a lot of those issues indeed quite present mm. uh, even today I had a call with someone who was at home with children and mm.
2: they've been
1: finding it hard to work in this kind of environment to focus so it's a very valid point and um, I, I also think that the uncertainty of the situation of really how long it will last for um, this moment of isolation and on which level it will actually affect our businesses is really hard to guess yeah because even though countries like China, parts of China have already gone back to business as usual, it seems to be more prominent in Europe and perhaps because not all countries implemented the uh, social distancing to the levels as others, I think that um, this issue might be going on for much longer than expected. Mm. So first we were talking two weeks, now it might be a month or two, mm. and I think that that will have a detrimental effect on a lot of businesses and the way you know we maintain our clients, mm. uh, deliver to the current clients if we still can. Yeah. Uh, but also, how do we pivot around and adapt to that change in mm. a way in which we can actually potentially. If that's in threat as well, save our businesses, especially service based design businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm curious about, I know that you worked with um, some other experts on delivering solutions. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about finding out a little bit more about the actual suggestions that you have to how do you define adaptability to change today?
2: Yeah, obviously the, what we're what we're doing now is it, what we're going through is 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 a little unique, but but I do think some of the principles still apply, um, even though you know some people's main focus is going to be on you know it's going to be on revenue and maybe they're worried and confused and lost, but. Um, I do think um, sometimes if you're able to find a way to be able to diversify what you do so it can be a case of looking at the skill set that you've got and also the situation that you're in so we have moved to remote working so part of the social distancing is we're all moved to remote working so if for example you have a skill set where you can you can develop events for example so you can even though you're an architect you can still do maybe virtual events and you can bring together some other architects um, perhaps even people who might be might need a mentor or that type of thing where you can have virtual events Um, and you, you you know you can maybe do it for free for maybe a first event but maybe continue you can you can charge a certain amount to invite people to the events that you do, virtual events that you do. And it can revolve around the skill set that you already have. Because architecture is so vast, you can not just talk about, you know, drawing or sketching or something like that. You can talk about uh, maybe the processes that you have or some of the client management that you have so that when people... Um, At the end of this, for example, people have a new skill set or they are improving on their business. So if you already have that skill set where, you know, your client normally says to you, you know, I love the way that you do X, Y and Z, maybe you can package that up and, and sell that on to somebody who might have more difficulty um you could develop online courses a bit like yourself um who you know you can develop an online course and and package that up and sell that on as well um you can also so so the so what i'm getting is is you need to be able to look at your skill set and it doesn't necessarily have to do with um what you what you've designed your business in so if you're good at instagram for example, if you're good at social media, um, then you then you can perhaps develop that side of your business or branding and marketing. Perhaps you can develop that side of your business um, or graphic design. Uh, because there is some there is some correlation between I think architecture and, and graphic design and brand design. So um, it's about looking at your skill set and seeing how can I package up what I do of what I'm good at, and my hobbies, and be able to sell that to somebody who needs my help right now. Um, and I think... And sometimes that might take time, um, so it might not necessarily be an immediate thing, but sometimes it can happen if you've already... If, you, if for example, it was something you was thinking about before, and it was just that client work took you away from developing your ideas, you can just kind of rearrange your priorities and perhaps go ahead and develop those ideas that you had. And if you do work in a team, you're not just a sole uh, practitioner, you work with other people. Perhaps you can organise a brainstorming session with your team. Perhaps they've got some ideas that, again, were put to one side because of client work. So I think this is an opportunity in some ways to be able to develop the ideas that you've got develop the team develop your uh, the ideas that your team may have of improving your business or um or developing a new niche and that also might be in terms of your clients so from what i said before if your niche was hotels and that has come to a close then maybe um you develop kind of the branding side because perhaps they may need branding or marketing that you can sell to them in that respect you know because you've worked with them before they've seen your design work I don't think it's such a huge step that they now see you see that you've got an arm um, of your business that's now branding or something like that so so don't be afraid to do some brainstorming around what skill set you have what skill set your team has Um, And it could be interests and hobbies that you've wanted to develop that you can package up. So I think that's a way that you diversify what you do.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. And I also think that uh, for some some companies and businesses that perhaps are not yet threatened by the continuity of their projects, Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps it would be just looking into aspects of your own business that you need to develop and grow. Because from own experience as well, running a business is always this weaker that you Mm. don't put too much attention into like the presence of your website or perhaps how you run your social media or how you communicate with your clients or not communicate per se Mm. as well because you've been too busy to respond to emails and follow up with some relationships and I think for some it's actually time to take a breath Mm. and accept this, this fact that perhaps your business has slowed down a little bit, but, you know, you can develop a stronger arm Mm -hmm. by focusing on basically some of those aspects like marketing, like your own branding, like the way you communicate with people and get out there. Um, And yeah, just keep growing your relationships because everybody's online right now. And, uh, you know, if you have your portfolio put together, you can just try to find new clients also through communicating on LinkedIn and and, uh, reaching out to people. So I know that you mentioned before aspects of diversifying what you do. Um, So how would you define the sort of issues that can um, one encounter, you know, as they... uh, as they actually decide to diversify, let's just look at the road ahead and try to discuss some you know, roadblocks that perhaps by being ready for them, it will be easier to prepare for them
0: and omit. Architecture Talk Tank is sponsored by the good people at Integrated Projects. A team of architects and technologists focus on the digitalization of the built environment. Did you know that there are more existing buildings in this world than websites? Yet only 0.0001% have been digitized. In response to this, the Integrated Projects team launched BIMIT to digitize any space imaginable. Offices, homes, mechanical spaces, you name it. Now any architect, engineers, a reality capture specialist can convert their 3D scan into LOD two hundred BIM just in hours, not weeks or months. Why does this matter? Well, now we can accurately view, verify, and quantify the spaces that we design, build, and operate. To learn more about BIMIT, visit www.integrated/projects dot com forward slash sarah colada
2: Hmm. um i would say some of the roadblocks are being able to capture those ideas so if it's not just like i said if you work with a team it's being able to capture those ideas and be able to filter through which ideas to develop and which ideas um, maybe to combine or which ideas to kind of lead to one side so that can be a difficulty uh, for some for some it's even the idea you you've specialized in one area. It's that it's the idea that you might have to move to another of a specialist area or serve a different client it's kind of the mindset issue of okay so I've specialized in this for, for this amount of years or whatever and now I have to find another way to um, serve that client or or perhaps maybe even serve a different client so it's it's kind of going to be that mindset issue I think about how to diversify what to do some people might not know even where to start how do I start and so even when you capture those ideas you're like okay I've got all these thousands of ideas what what do I do what do I do with it now so it can be almost that brain freeze with okay um i don't know what to do so you've got that kind of roadblock and then also it is being able to if so if for example your audience sees you a, a certain way or your client sees you a certain way then how do you change that perception that you also do this so you're an architect, you've done this for this amount of years, how do you now change their perception that you are, you also do graphic design, for example? How do you change that, um, that perception out there that you do have expertise in this? Because it's almost, it will, it, for some people, it's almost going to be like starting from, from scratch, uh, that you've got this new branch of expertise. And then also, in fact, I didn't talk, one of the things I didn't talk about diversify, I forgot to talk about in diversifying, you can collaborate with other people. So that is also a good way for diversifying. You don't necessarily, um, you can uh, combine your forces with somebody else. So if you do specialise in hotels, maybe you combine your forces with someone who maybe specialises in I don't know, bridges, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, Um, an area that somebody might want at this period of time so it's finding somebody a roadblock might be finding somebody who who you can collaborate with who you can work with who you get on with and you you know you can develop a package uh, where you can sell to uh, a potential client so those are the type of things that might be uh, a road a roadblock Mm.
1: and you mentioned that you know one of the things that could be
2: quite a big roadblock
1: is actually not knowing where to start Mm. so where to start where should one start
2: yeah so it depends on where where you are so I think you 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 start with what you've already got so I think for most people they probably would have had an idea already Um, maybe that idea was already percolating, maybe they wrote down notes. Um, and I think that's where you start. You start from the idea that you've already, you already had, um, that you haven't yet had a chance to develop because I think people do tend to have a business plan or maybe they've written notes on a napkin or whatever of, of where they want to improve. Maybe they want to improve their business. They just, just don't have time or Perhaps, so they had an idea about maybe they wanted to, do, to write a book. Maybe they wanted to write a book and then they just didn't have the time. So they just put it to one side. So I think you start with the idea that you had first and, and then go on from there. I think sometimes you have to discard the rest of those um, just see how feasible that idea is. Maybe do some research, maybe speak to people um, about that idea that you've got. If, if for example, it's a book. Um, on if somebody wants to read about that subject that you want to write a book about but if for example it's a process and you wanted to improve your client management um, and you've always wanted to do that you just haven't had the chance because you've been busy then that's that's the idea that you focus on.
0: This episode of Architecture Talk Tank is brought to you by the MGS Global Group a team that provides on-demand CAD and BIM drafting, as well as renderings for architecture firms. In today's environment, with everyone experiencing a surge in projects and staffing challenges, MGS Global can deliver your drawings on time and within your budget. So why work with MGS Global? Their customer service is exceptional and they provide quality for value. They have completed over 5,000 projects worldwide, a testament to their work. Now you can focus on design and let MGS do the rest. Check them out at www.mgsglobalgroup.com. I also
1: wanted to suggest that for those who work in the sector of, you know, scholars in in education and also people that are practicing that wanted to develop maybe methodology and book Good time to just do research also and start mm-hmm. focusing a little bit more on developing those aspects. Um, it's definitely a time that is comparable to recession, and it's it's a time of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one of those moments where uh, businesses will be affected and your everyday life will be affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way you go about it and how you find your way into your everyday and again. Reconnect with your priorities, reconnect with things that you wanted to implement perhaps before and quickly pivot into staying productive Mm -hmm. and doing things that still uh, fire you up and and excite you Um, and also it's a good time to learn new things there is endless uh, universities that are opening up their libraries online libraries for architects as well and as well as all other online courses to take where either you can collaborate with experts for example in uh, marketing or brand development or other experts that help architects develop their businesses and perhaps take that moment to really just focus on the one part of your business how can you make it grow and perhaps also prepare your business for more of that change that might happen again in the future now that we're living through it it's easier for us to understand that this can happen again and and to understand the effect really that it can have on our business and how quickly it can change things
2: i do also think probably forgot the uh one of the ways that I think some people sort of wanted to change their business was they probably did always want to do remote work here. um and I do think um although we I, I, I wouldn't like to think that the way because of the because of the way of the distant the social, uh, social distancing that remote working has become poisonous to people because it's unusual in the way that we're remote working, in that we've got families at home, that uh, we can't leave we don't well in the UK at least anywhere, we can only leave the house for certain, you know, essentials. So, you know, exercising once a day and, you know, going out for medicine and food. And so it's it's unusual this kind of remote working. So it is I wouldn't like to think that people have got now got a negative view of remote working there there is positive aspects to it and there is you know i, I know it's not for everybody but i do think it is an opportunity for businesses to look at the way that they work um with uh, not just not just the, their permanent employees but but also their freelancers so being able to Um, I mean, some businesses do it already, but being able to employ people who may not necessarily be in your local area um, and, you know, having the talent to, you know, having the the talent everywhere, anywhere in the world, there is that aspect. And I do think people, um, employers should just take that opportunity to look at the way that they do, maybe do implement Flexi working rather than I suppose remote working so that when you do get back to the office perhaps you look at the policies and give people the option of remote working, maybe work, you know, once a week from home or something like that. Um, because I do know it's not remote working isn't for everybody and there's a lot of people struggling um with remote working because they've been it's been enforced. Um so that was that was probably the last thing. Um, because I do help people with those types of processes in, in putting implementing remote working, um, so that was probably the other thing that I do I do want to I would like to say that it's not it's not it's not supposed to be negative. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. No, definitely. In fact, uh, I actually covered an article about this as well in my Medium at Sarah Colata blog, where I'm talking about those subjects of Uh, I'm talking about those subjects of basically adaptability to remote work and how can you change the um, setting of your firm into basically... adapting for a situation like this if it ever happened in the future. Yeah. Uh, also thinking about how you can diversify your team into people that are actually in-house workers and some that perhaps you work on an outsource basis yeah. that are full-time remote workers where uh, basically they can work for you um, in the respect of um, just giving uh, their time maybe once or twice a week and just completing tasks, certain tasks that that are part of the team. Uh, So there's definitely a difference between the people that are in-house and remote workers but by diversifying your team and opening up to these opportunities you can also allow for more uh flexibility for change and not be uh, in a desperate situation of having your full-time team not adapted and, mm-hmm. and ever having to go through that shock per se again so mm-hmm. it's very um, it's i think it's a very good idea to implement those strategies from now on into your
2: business yeah um and also, yeah. I, think, I also think for, for, I do think also now is a good time for employers to, to look at that, that outsourcing as well. So, you know, look at um, how you set up your team and how you set up your projects. And perhaps maybe now's opportunity just to look at, because it is difficult when you're in it to be able to find, for example, if you, if you really want to find somebody that's good at what they do you don't want to be waiting until you need them before you start looking so perhaps start looking now and build up a team a supplier list of the people that you might need that you could call on or when your projects are on the go when they start up again you don't want to start looking for your for those freelancers just you know you can you can use this opportunity now there's plenty of people out there now you can reach out to them and just speak for them you know is this what you do is this how you can help how do you, you know how can you help um when i do have my projects up and running so i think this is also a good opportunity to to do that and 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 find out how they work um what their fees are and everything and just put it in a spreadsheet or something so you have it for when you're ready to go yeah definitely or
1: oh. You know, I just think that uh, it's been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you, Maria. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and the experience and also kind of representing a voice from your clients and people that you work with every day uh, of being, um, you know, just giving us a little bit of a rundown through the main issues. I believe that a lot of the listeners that will tune in with us will actually feel common um, subjects and Mm. perhaps there's there's been a a lot of help and advice Mm. and i really encourage for everybody to take that time to reflect and pivot and there's Mm. a lot of opportunities for change um so thank you very much for being my guest on that talk
2: for inviting me
1: (laughs) and i hope that we can do it again sometime
2: of course of course
1: all right thanks Thank thank you Thank you. Take care, Maria. Thanks.
0: Bye. Architecture Talk Tank has its own frequency. We're not a regular podcast, but we are here for you. Always. If you have a suggestion for a guest or have a story that others in this community can benefit from, please contact me via social media or email me directly at me at saracolada.com. To sign up for my newsletter, simply go to the website saracolada.com. I am on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can find me by typing my name, Sara Colada. Come say hi. I'm always excited when you reach out. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.